0: Hey, what's up? That's me, Victoria Glam, the host of the Glam Life Podcast. I've spoken on stages around the world, but this is where it actually started, in a small town just like you. I bought this building, I built this business with my loving husband, and then I made a lot of really famous friends. And now I want to bring their expertise to you every week on the Glam Life Podcast. All right, well, Carla, let's do this. Let's do this. You can ask me anything you want.
1: Nothing's off limits. And, um... Yeah, absolutely not no
0: holds barred no holds. okay and i know you so yeah well listen i know you too and that's a really good thing because i think you know the, the name of this episode is called sculpting a reputation okay. and i think that your reputation precedes you in many ways mm-hmm. um first of all you are famous worldwide for permanent makeup but to know you is to love you for most people yes for Agreed. most people. Agreed. I am so, not loved by all When you, well, same. When you were originally saying like, yes, I'll totally do your podcast, whatever you need, you call me, just ask. Anything that you need, just ask. I went ahead and asked a bunch of people to describe Carla Ricciardone. And I want to remind <laughs> you that I've been in six countries in 30 days. So I've asked a lot of people <laughs> to describe Carla Ricciardone. <laughs> open book open book put your own mask on then proceed to help others Mm -hmm. (laughs) different than anyone I've ever known makes no apologies to live life on her own terms and for the business she has built fueled by betrayal beautiful brilliant business-minded ruthless all accurate Bullock's, so far. Bullock's the size of houses. I bet you can't imagine who said that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, married with a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What's next? What is your biggest ambition? I don't know, to beat Carla Richie That one really killed me. I was like, that is, (laughs) you want to be Carla or I don't think that you can. Somebody already is, you know, do you have any idea how
1: strange this is to me? First of all, that people a know me. Yeah. And that they know me extremely accurately. Whoever you asked, um, none of that is wrong. I mean, it's all extremely accurate. Um, I grew up in a really small town. Yeah. I I went to school with 60 kids, like high school had 60 people in it, not my class my high school that's so really really small and I was the outcast I I was not popular at all I was constantly bullied and teased and like to be to be known and to be seen in that positive way and an inspirational way or even just to have somebody know my name is, is so surreal, even still to this like day. Um, my dad was recently on a flight home from Seattle and he was sitting aisle and window with his wife. And there was somebody in the middle. Don't ask me why they just didn't switch, that happened but they, to us too. they, they didn't. Um, and they, they got somehow on the topic of permanent makeup. And, you know, my dad, God bless him. He's in his seventies and- okay. Yeah. He's got no real idea what I do. He gets very confused. He just doesn't know the name of my company. I'm still Kala. There's not even an R in my name. So they were talking and he's like, yeah, I think that's what my daughter does. She does this thing with the, with the makeup and, you know, she's got company. It's called like, I don't know, like sculpt something, whatever. And the, and the woman's eyes are now getting bigger and bigger as my stepmother's describing it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know why she chose to do this. You know, she had a really good career and, you know, we're all kind of confused. And the lady pulls me up on Instagram and shows him me and says, is, is this your daughter? And he's like, yeah, that's my daughter. She's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's doing just fine because that's yeah. exactly where I'm headed. She had an appointment with me.
0: That is so,
1: f- what are the odds? What Zero, literally zero. Literally zero are the odds, and yeah. So now, wow. of course, now I have this. Now I'm now I'm the thing he can brag about because this person, you know, now now even though, it's real. you know now it's real. You know, years later, it's it's real enough for for Frank. It's real enough.
0: So Frank, so people know you, and people mm-hmm. run into you, and they and you don't know them, but they know you. What is maybe the weirdest introduction that you've had with someone? They handed me their child. <laughs> <laughs> not the baby.
1: A baby. Not like, not like a two-year-old. Not like a, like an, like an infant. Like a baby. They were like Take my firstborn. They- she was she was so overcome with see- by seeing me that she just she didn't know what to do, but she and she wanted to like hug me, but she didn't know what to do with the baby, so she handed me the baby. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, oh my god, you're you, and then I'm here, and then it's you. you." And 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 she handed me this this baby. <laughs> I was like, oh "My God, your baby's so beautiful. Why am I holding a baby? Why am I holding a baby?" Yeah, that that was a good one. Um I had somebody walk into the door. That was interesting. Into the door? Into the door. Yeah. It was like a glass, you know, like a sliding yeah, like a glass door that was like super clear and she didn't realize there was like a door there. And she kind of came at me full speed and she just like like a cartoon bonged off the door. <laughs> It's embarrassing. I feel bad for her. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I went around the door. We p- I picked her up. We had a good laugh. And then we went right over to the bar and had a cocktail. I was like, no, you need a drink after that. Sit down. She's like, oh my God, you're so nice. I'm like, yeah. And people always think I'm a lot taller than I am in person. Same. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, you're so tall. Uh, you're so short. And I'm like, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> people tell them that's the first thing people say to me. Oh my God. You I thought you're tall. I think you have big dick energy.
1: Mm-hmm. I also get you're prettier in person. I'll take that.
0: I'll take that. You're can so much prettier in real life. Can confirm she also smells really good. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, like That's interesting. That's an interesting. What was thing um say. what was maybe the most awkward or the rudest introduction you've had?
1: Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. So a lot of people don't know that I have a relationship and they certainly don't know it's with Steve. And um, he was having a one-on-one with somebody who paid to like, you know, do like a, a, like a pick your brain kind of a day, you know, like sit down, go over things Not an actual training, not an actual class. And um, I had come into the studio and she just, he came over to give me a hug and a kiss. And she was like, oh, you're with her. And he's like, Yeah. And she's like, Oh. (laughs) So that was that was weird.
0: Did she think she paid for a date with Steve? Yeah,
1: she she really thought she was gonna get a date with Steve out of it. And um, yeah, I was just kind of standing in the way. So that was that was an interesting one. That was a that was kind of rude. And then there was another time where he was speaking with one of the gentlemen in his class who wanted to get his wife lip education. And she was adamant about going to this particular artist. And he's like, listen, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to tell you, like, one of the best in the world just happens to, like, be here in the studio. She's like, no, absolutely not. I know exactly who I'm going to. Hubs, thank you so much for wanting to do that. But if you want to pay for it, I want you to pay for it with this girl that I want to go to. And I know exactly who I'm going to. I've been researching for months and months and months. And finally- no, finally, he was just like, okay, well, I'm just curious as to who this person is. Now, meanwhile, I'm off in like the back corner, minding my own business, kind of looking like I normally do on an average every day. And she's like, she's like, it's Carla Richardo. And he's like, you mean that Carla right there, the one I've been talking about for the last 15 minutes?
0: I mean, she was certain she wanted you. She, just she would she... not be persuaded to go to anyone. anyone at... you. <laughs> <laughs> However, I was. she knows you because you weren't tall. <laughs> no, I wasn't tall and I'm all prettier in person. You were too pretty and not tall enough mm-hmm. to be Carla Ricciardo. Yeah.
1: So yeah, she just like almost, so, so I started changing my, actually my social media after that because Sculpted, the idea behind Sculpted was that it wasn't attached to my name, right? right? And it it kind of backfired a little bit. So people didn't realize that me and Sculpted were the same place. Right. So I had to start reintroducing like my name into things, so that way people would start to draw two and two together. Because you make a post on Facebook, people would be like, well, what credibility yeah, you know, what credibility do you, do you have? You know, who are you? You know, because Victoria says hi. So she's like, you know, well, I'd be to answer somebody on Facebook, and they'd be like, well, who the hell are you? And you know, what do you care? And then like everybody underneath is like, well, guy. This is Carla, and you know, it's, it's sculpted, and they're like,
0: oh. <laughs> okay never mind sorry about that right so. so when you and I met I didn't know you I had never heard of you and that was probably during that same time where like you weren't being the face prominent because I did actually already follow sculpted sculpted New York I think and I didn't know who you were and somebody introduced us they were like oh you're gonna be meeting Carla whatever and I was like oh okay you know I'm interested to meet her her sure. yeah some lady And the very first thing that happened was someone else, a third party came to me out of probably intimidation, if not just outright jealousy and said, you know, all of those things that precede you in reputation. Well, you know, she's ruthless. You need to watch your back. You need to be careful what you say in front of her. And then they tried to paint you out almost to be like a bad person without saying, did you know she's a bad person? They said, did you know that she's married, but she met Steve at a convention or something uh-huh. and she's been just running around with him? Like she doesn't have a husband at home with her kid. And I thought to myself, yeah, I'm a good wife. And I, I love that part of my identity. I love being a good mom and a good wife and like who would treat their husband like that, you know? So I didn't dislike you, but I also have this unique thing about me where people used to talk shit about me too, just for being who I am. Oh, Mm -hmm. she's a stripper bitch. She's this, she's that. So I thought I've got to get to the bottom of this. So actually in maybe our first or second conversation, I said, (laughs) Carla, do you have a husband and a boyfriend? And you said, yes. (laughs) Hey friends, commercials are really annoying, so I'm going to make this brief. Head over to shopbrowsister.com and use code GLAMLIFE20 for 20% off of anything you'd like to purchase there and keep this podcast going. And That's exactly what we're going to do and jump right back into today's episode right now. I did. (laughs) But when you explained it, it made sense. So do you want to clear the air on that? Like, there is no beef. As a matter of fact, when you and I had this conversation, Steve and John, I think we're golfing together somewhere.
1: I think we're there at Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. They were at Formula One. And I actually was a little concerned with them because I had never, not that I had never left them alone, but like, I had never like. I don't know, like never just been there. And like, they organized their own process, right? Like it had nothing to do with me. I wasn't even like involved in the loop. And I was texting the both of them, like everybody alive, like what's (laughs) going on. And I got a a message back finally, like almost simultaneously, leave us alone. We're bonding. I was like, okay.
0: And you know what? The only difference is some paperwork, right? Because people get divorced and get a new husband. And sometimes they hang out all the time. Or that they're happens more cheating, often than you think.
1: Or they're cheating and they're miserable or they're, the, the, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, I, I adore and love and respect my daughter's dad. He's an, a lovely man. He yeah. is a great father. He is a good friend. He is not my person like that you know? Yeah. And that's okay. And it's okay to say, and I'm not his. And he'll be right. the first person to tell you that. And here we were sitting in this like, like limbo jello area where like, we, we were like roommates circumnavigating each other and not doing a really good job co-parenting either, because we were just trying to like, ignore the giant elephant in the room at yeah. all times. yeah, And we wanted to raise her very successfully, and we both had that at our core. And I have a career that, as much as he appreciates and supports, his natural nature is really quite the opposite, right? Like, I should be home with the kids and the yeah. laundry and the this and the that. Even though he's like, No, no, go reach for the stars, do what you want. But as I'm reaching, he's trying to like, you know, knock the ladder out from- <laughs> <laughs> just in case, you know, just in case. <laughs> just in case. So it always felt like a little forked tongued to me. And, um, I just, I just said it one day in the kitchen. I was like, listen, like we've been avoiding each other for four years
0: and the that's last long time, we- time, by the way, that's a long time to be unhappy.
1: Yeah. And, and it wasn't even like we were unhappy. We were just like, like, dead from the romantic side. You know, like the baby was conceived and that was it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, she's four. So I was like, yeah, um, I can't live like that. Like there's a piece of me that's not fulfilled and it's not just intimacy. It's like physical intimacy. There's intimacy that belongs in a relationship, right? Like the person that you can complain to and depend on for that kind of information, the one who wants to lift you up. And I mean, you and Andrew have that with each other so very well. And that part of my life was completely missing. And as much as I could say to him, like, Hey, pick up the groceries or Hey, we're missing toilet paper. How was your day? That was it. And then he went to his corner and I went to mine. So I came down the kitchen one day and I said, I'm going to see other people. And he said, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm like, we're both just really unhappy here. And that was the beginning of it. And I think he thought I was just gonna kind of like find some one night stands and get whatever it was out of my system. And then we would find like some kind of place. And then we both realized that our place in in that respect is not with each other. From him doing the same thing and me doing the same thing. Like we realized that we were so much better and so much stronger living that independent piece of our lives that we could come together for Marlo in a in a much different in a stronger way. And I think in a world where we are now accepting people who relate in their identities as everything from you know I mean there's a girl on TikTok who who takes her kid to the vet because he identifies as a dog. <laughs> so like if that's an acceptable thing. I don't see why anything else short of that needs to be even up for, I think you make it work, right? It's not enough for discussion kind of a thing. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's literally
0: paperwork in a co-parenting relationship. Exactly. For someone to have tried to like weaponize that, it could Mm -hmm. only have come from a place of intimidation or outright jealousy. Mm -hmm. And it simply did not color the way that I viewed you. I mean, it made me curious about you. Like,
1: what? She has and a absolutely, lot. And, and I have no, I've literally had people go, how? I'm, I'll never forget it. I sent my mom a picture of John holding Steve up on a ladder <laughs> while changing, like, we were building the beam. If you ever remember my Miami studio, I have a beam that goes across the studio that holds the sign. And they were hanging this huge beam and they're holding each other up. And I sent her a picture. It's like right around election time. I said, I should be running for president.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause boy, (laughs) can we unite the aisles here? (laughs) I think life is what you make of it, you know? And
1: if you want, as as somebody said, I live unapologetically, right? Yeah, exactly. Why am I going to apologize for my life if I'm on this earth for 200,000 days, give it or give or take, God God willing and blessing. Um, What am I going to waste that on other people's opinions for? There's no need. There's no need. And There's if it good. works for me and everyone's happy and healthy, don't get me wrong. Or there are times where it was difficult and challenging and can still continue to be that maybe down the road. Sure. Absolutely. But I'm going to, that's with anything. It's even with just a, a traditional unit of marriage. It, it still takes sure. work and application of that. So, yeah. And I agree. Not to mention,
0: not to mention you guys are parents of an exceptional child. So there's bigger picture things to talk about. There's bigger picture things to worry about yeah. than whether or not you're home tonight, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, I get that I, all the
1: time. What about your daughter? Well, and I if I had a dick would you ask me that question?
0: No. No so, they would
1: not. No they would not. And she's home with the dick. <laughs> and the nanny. You know, I I knew I knew and, and this is, this may not be everybody's company, but I knew from like day one of my, even as a small child that I was not going to be that kind of mom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the, the Lincoln logs on the floor and the Legos and the PTA meetings. Like that is, that gives me hives just thinking about it. <laughs> and, and my, I know plenty of moms that is the, their whole thing and they love it. I'm yeah. not judging you. Don't judge me.
0: I don't, I am that mom. I'm the PTA yeah. mom. I'm the homeroom mom. I drive carpool. I have six kids over on the weekend for sleepover, six boys mm-hmm. under the age of six, but I actually love living vicariously through you who has a studio in Miami, in New York, in Phoenix and another one coming, right? Yep. Yeah. Another one coming. You, you've got lots going on and I love that. And I still am able to go. I mean, I've been in six countries in 30 days. -hmm. I'm still able to do those other things, just not as often. You know, I can't regularly travel. I have to make plans ten months in advance to do right. And
1: when I want to be surrounded by munchkins, I can can make that happen too. I can come to your house. Mm -hmm. Or I take my sister and her two kids and my and my little one and we do things and I drag my mother around. She's like another child. You know, it's Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can make all that happen too. So, you know, it's you get the best of
0: both worlds, Hannah Montana.
1: I just love the busy and I don't know if I could be me without the busy. I don't know how to operate without the bullet out of the gun. So
0: these people told me so many things that there's no way you could operate the way that you do without the busy, because I heard- Well, I was in New York and we don't really know each other, but we went to dinner or we grabbed drinks or she saw me at the airport and she stopped for drinks or she always stops what she's doing and voice notes me or she always messages me back. She's always so good. You have given me the same Dropbox links twice and they time out every time before I can save them. I've still never taken the color theory class. They tried to download it today and it was timed out again and you never get tired of saying like, yeah, let me help you. Sure, I can help with that. The nicest, most giving person. But you couldn't do that if you were like, no, no, no. I have to make dinner tonight. I have to. You're momming everyone else.
1: Yeah. I, and I love, I, I just love being there. It's, it just makes me feel good. You know, it's like what, when you go to bed at night, you know, my grandfather always used to say the only things that you're going to regret in life are the shouldas, couldas, and whatas. Yeah. And he always also said, zebras don't change their stripes and don't line down with dogs, or you're gonna get up with fleas. He was you know a very wise man.
0: Say? Please. My grandpa used to say, if you sit on a fence long enough, eventually you'll take it up the ass. <laughs> I love I love it.
1: Grandpa wisdom goes everywhere, right? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he is not wrong. His advice join. has served me. He is, God rest his all his advice, has served me my whole life. You know, it's that's it. You know, if you want shelter, give shelter to someone else. If you want kindness, give kindness. If you want someone to, if you want people to stop what they're doing to help you when you need help, you better do the same in return. And I think that comes from teaching 20 years of yoga and living that kind of real like spiritual life to some degree but I've always had that in me my mom used to call me the little house on the prairie you know like everybody gets their share everybody gets the love everybody gets the and you know it it does so well for me and you know people often plague me as things or peg me as things like ruthless or savage and things like that like the only thing that I do is not do anything I am not in the business of interrupting the people who don't like me or who are coming for me while they're busy destroying themselves.
0: Facts. Facts. And I've actually watched that play out in real time. Mm-hmm. So that is, I like- Several my-
1: times. Several yeah. times. Now, I didn't do anything. No? I didn't. Nothing. Now, granted, it comes down on me anyway, because I was the, the target of that jealousy or the target of that rage- but I I, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and let it all play out.
0: Dude. Arnold Rothstein said, if you don't have a move, don't make one. And I just <laughs> let other people play into their own hand. You know, I think that's so smart. There's, there's playing checkers, overnight.
1: there's playing chess, and then there's playing Go. I've been playing Go since I was three or four years old. And the it's a, it's a strategy military game. You ever see it? it's got the white and the black little circles. It's a very difficult form of chess, essentially. And it's all about waiting very patiently for someone to make their own moves. And their own moves are usually what trap them. It's like the art of war. Yeah, exactly. And when they feel trapped, they generally rage like animals, right? Caged. And that makes them sloppy and then they start to make their mistakes yeah and if you just are patient and continue to just be yourself which is what is applying pressure right they just don't like you being you it they, they crack every time every time so if you're listening to this podcast there's a piece of advice do not interrupt your enemies while they're trying to destroy themselves they'll do it just be patient and I have been very patient and I can be very patient I will wait you out for years and decades. I'm not going to come at you. I'm not going to come for you. I'll just sit here and wait. You'll be fine. The crocodile. She's mm-hmm. just
0: waiting. She's mm-hmm. just watching. Mm-hmm. Let's back up a little bit. So when you had Marlo, you weren't mm-hmm. in this career yet, right? Marlo actually gave you this career.
1: Marlo gave me the career. Um, I had dabbled. So I had started to get interested in it, it had really just started to show up around 20, like right around the bridge between 2014, 2015, right? Microblading hit the U S shores. And before that it was, you know, just old school body tattooing, right? Like you went to a tattoo artist and they could tattoo an eyebrow on or a lip or an eyeliner, Uh, but it was not like the modern cosmetic tattooing that we see today. And, um, I have no eyebrows. These are all fake. I literally have like three hairs up there and I wanted it done for myself. I had gotten an eyebrow tattoo in Italy when I was 18 and it was done with squalene, which is whale oil, which you no longer can have or use. And I apologize for my vegan friends out there. I didn't even realize that that's what that was Um, back then. I needed eyebrows, guys, needed eyebrows. Um, And (laughs) I was like, okay, there has to be something. And I had found microblading in New York City at the time. And when I tell you it was horrendous, it is not the microblading we know today. I mean, there was blood pouring down my face. Like we were, mop- we were mopping this stuff up. Yeah. It was so bad that my mom and I went downstairs to the hot dog cart after it was over and had like three sodas each just to like bring our sugar levels back up. Yeah. I, thought we- I thought we were both going to pass out.
0: I was crying. I was gripping yeah. the massage table, begging, like, please tell me you're done. Yeah. And I was yeah. bleeding. Yeah. It
1: was, it was horrific so um i was like okay there has to be a better way and i had started to do some research and um i was pregnant with my my second pregnancy at the time so i had four miscarriages guys and i lost my second one at 12 weeks Uh, my first at six my second at 12 my third at 18 my fourth at 20 and Marla was born at 23 weeks just to give you guys some (laughs) perspective it was rough so at 18 weeks going through that i that, that for the second time I was in mental, just mental. I was mental. There was no other living with me. I was mental. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I started cutting up latex because that's what we do, right? We take out it on something else. And I think there was an online course. I forget who had it. It wasn't fee. Fee browse didn't even exist then. It was like, I don't know. I had three initials. I'll remember it and I'll tell you what it is later, but it had three initials and they don't exist anymore. And they sent you like latex and some micro oh. ni- blades with like the sticks that you had to attach them to. Yeah. Like it literally looked like an exacto knife setup. And I was slicing through this latex in rage, right? And I was, yeah, that's what kind of, that was where I started. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to give this a real shot. And then I got pregnant again. And then I had another miscarriage. And then this one was a lot worse. I had to be hospitalized. Then I tried, then we tried again and that one was even worse and I was hospitalized again. And, um, yeah, when Marlo was born, finally, after the worst pregnancy ever, I mean, number one, I'm terrified guys, because of everything that's happened. I was also extremely ill. I had that thing where you just throw up nonstop and I couldn't get any nutrition down. They were talking feeding tubes and I was getting IVs for fluids. It was a mess. (laughs) And she was born at 23 weeks. And the first question I asked the doctor was, um, is it actually a viable baby? And he's like, we won't know until the baby's born. And she cried when they pulled her out of me Um, from what they tell me. I don't know because I was being paddled. Um, (laughs) I had a heart attack on the table, lost a lot of blood. And I woke up in the ICU. To blood transfusions and everybody standing over me and tubes and the whole nine yards. And yeah, she was in a little plastic bag in the NICU. They told me I couldn't see her until I could stand. So I got up, not realizing that I was like literally naked. And I walked through the hospital like a crazy person
0: <laughs> naked. naked naked I had the fuzzy socks on that they give at the hospital oh I'm and surprised I, you didn't end up in grippy socks well yeah they had the, the grippies right on the bottom but <laughs> like those you don't know which ones I'm talking Carla, about it was like one size for the mental institution
1: <laughs> oh yeah honey no it was a mental institution I was at I was pulling the IV pole behind me I had the I had the diapers on you know the ones that come up to your armpits and, the, and I've seen Carla naked well it's great
0: and so <laughs> they got a
1: show yeah. And I had like little you know, pads and you know all this stuff. And I waddled down in the, the NICU and they're like, um, Mrs. Doherty, that's that's my married name. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, are you here to see Marlo? And I'm like, oh, good. He did give her the right name. You know, that was like, you know, on my list of things. And I was like, yeah, they're like, well, that's great, sweetheart. And we're happy to let you in. But do you know you're naked?
0: Hey friends, if you are enjoying today's episode, I would encourage you to go to theglamlifepodcast.com. Not only can you grab your tickets for Christmas conference there, but you can actually watch this entire interview and you can see exclusive behind the scenes content, grab extra exclusive links in the descriptions, leave comments, ask questions and watch the after show with Mindy and Katie. No. No, I said, yeah, no. So they
1: went and got me another gown and taped it on the other way. Thank you. And I got to see the baby. And But we spent 196 days in the NICU together. Crazy. Wow. I lived in the hospital room or the parking lot in my car. And they have a Ronald McDonald house on premise. So for those you guys don't possibly know this, it's um like a charity home for people who have really sick children. Yeah. And you can stay, it's like a hotel. Uh, for parents and but there's rules to it so you can stay a certain amount of days and then they have to give the room to somebody else so you were switching back and forth they were really good to me Um, and a lot of the other parents who had really long-term illnesses for children but you still had to leave every couple of days and I was not leaving my child so I would sleep in the parking lot yeah or I would sleep in the hotel and I one of the nurses like maybe you should take up something like knitting and I'm like I've got a better idea and I brought all my tattoo stuff to the NICU, and I sat there in front of her incubator, and I tattooed all day long. I did so much latex.
0: It was crazy. I mean, I was tattooing gloves. She told you to find something repetitive, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like mindless, repetitive. Mindless,
1: repetitive, and numbing was, was her literal, actual words, and I had already made the entire nursing staff blankets because of my stress level with the crochet. Scarf patterns just got... Really long. So I was out of things to do and yeah, that's, that's how it all got started. And I was supposed to be for family and friends and I was, I wasn't going to have a business. No, I didn't, I didn't even want a business. I got so mad when somebody told me I should start my own yoga business, like a couple of years before that, that it actually ended a relationship Oh, because he had suggested that I start my own business. And when I tell you, I got violently angry at him for even suggesting it. That uh, I don't even know where that came from, but like I pounced on this guy and <laughs> yeah, he broke up with me like
0: literally he wasn't right then wrong. and there.
1: No, he was completely right. I pounced on this guy right then and there. I was like, how dare you? And blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what the heck. I, uh, yeah. So if you're watching this, um, sorry about sorry. that yelling
0: and, sorry to uh, that man.
1: <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's how it all got started. And it, it was a 200 square foot little room in the back of my house. Guys, I could do it out of the back of my house. Was okay with the health department. I live in a really small town. That's not always the case, so make sure you check your rules and regulations. But um, yeah, that's where this was all born.
0: Hello, what is Santosha? Santosha.
1: Santosha. So, San-tosha. Santosha in Sanskrit is the word for contentment, and in the American English language, to be content is to be okay in in, in your situation. Right to be happy in your situation. Uh, But in Sanskrit, the definition is slightly different. And it means to be with your moment. So whatever that moment is, whatever that moment brings to you, you are going to be with it completely, no matter what it is. So if you are broken, you are broken and you're okay. And you are dealing with that. If you are angry, you are all the way angry. You're not going to save some for later. You're going to get it out, rage out right then and there, and then it'll be done with. If you are happy, you are happy to express that. So it is to be okay with how you feel in that moment. Feelings are okay. And I I grew up in in a family where it was like, you didn't cry. You don't wear your emotions on your sleeve. Like you swallowed everything other than happy, right? I don't swallow anything. But I also don't save anything for later. So like, if I get in an argument with you, like we're going to go full fist to cuffs if I have to, but it's right then and there. And like three years down the road or three days down the road, I'm not going to throw it in your face. Well, you did that and you did this. And I live by that. We already
0: cried about this.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's so powerful to be okay with your emotions. It's like my daughter sees me cry she sees me upset. She sees mommy happy. She sees mommy sad. And she knows that all of these emotions are a stable part of being a human being instead of trying to swallow any of those emotions. And then I don't know, need a therapist six days a week by the time you're 30, because you don't have to deal with your own emotions because you weren't allowed to have any. And especially as females, right? Oh, you're just emotional. You're a woman. Yeah. I'm emotional. I'm a human. Humans have emotions. It has nothing to do with me being female or not. Like, I'm emotional. It's who we are as people. So, you know, having those emotions and being okay with those emotions is what Santosha is, what Santosha means. It's the concept of it. And it buddies right up to say what you mean and mean what you say.
0: Yeah. That's a big problem in this business, right? Because everybody's worried about the optics. So Mm -hmm. everybody wants to dance around how they express something or they don't quite want to say the thing that they actually think. Nobody wants to give an opinion. Mm -hmm. That would be the opposite of (laughs) Santosh. Yeah, the absolute opposite. So you you didn't learn this at home because your home life was very like, suppress it, don't say it, don't feel it. Elsa. You got something
1: you're crying? I'll give you something to cry about. That's yeah, yeah. Oh
0: is. man, I say that sometimes. So I need to chill the fuck out. Did you learn this in the ashram? Mm-hmm. Give me the timeline. You spent six months in an ashram mm-hmm. with monks, right?
1: Um, well, yeah, technically, Buddhist monks, yeah. I mean, yogis, Buddhist monks.
0: When did um, that happen? How did that happen? 2000
1: How old was I? I was 20. 24.
0: So 2004. For six months. Six How months. How'd you end up there?
1: I had a nervous breakdown.
0: And it was your idea or someone was like, this is where you need to go.
1: Um. So in 2000, no, it wasn't 2000. I'll correct myself. It was 2008. So I moved to Philadelphia after I lived in Europe in 2023. And I had a really high profile corporate job. And 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2007, 2008, I got stolen away from one company and hired by another company, okay, I got headhunted. Um. So I worked for a design firm, worked for an engineering firm, and yeah. I was the director of business development and marketing. And I got headhunted by a design firm that did all of the high-end restaurants, for like hotels and casinos, so all the, all of the amenities for hotels and casinos and the hotels themselves, like real boutique bougie shit. And um, I loved it. And then I got headhunted again by an advertising agency that I don't think exists anymore because ad agencies kind of really don't, but like like the kind that everybody wanted to work for that you all saw in the movies in the eighties, like, Oh my God, the ad firm, right? Like they repped all the big car brands and all the cigarette brands and the liquor brands. And it was super sexy. And I was so excited to start this job. And then the crash in 08 happened and everybody lost everything. Yeah. Uh, and you guys all think COVID was crazy guys? this was way worse. I mean, I lost my house. I lost my car. Uh, and I had to go home with my tail between my legs. And I moved back in with my mother. It was in an abusive relationship. Um, Yes, me. Um.
0: <laughs> the hits keep coming. Yeah, literally. And um, you guys, you can't hurt Carla because life has beat the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: Basically. So I went home and I crawled up on my mother's couch, determined that I was going to crawl into it and into myself and rot. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that. I started doing things that most people should not do to cope with, or most people do do to cope with depression and anxiety. And that was very unhealthy of me. And my mother started to recognize a lot of that. God bless her. My mother's a force to be reckoned with. She is What's massive. Virginia. Virginia. So Virginia Virginia. is opinionated as hell, critical as hell. And you just don't mess with Virginia. Like you just don't do it. And my mom gets, yes. I'm automatically uh, terrified
0: of her. Mm -hmm.
1: She gets three cards a year. We call them the mom cards. And they are whatever she wants. Favor, take me to a dinner, take me to a show, take me on vacation, do this. No questions asked. She throws me the card. I can't. Say no, that's the rule. I like that, and I and I get three. I have three daughter cards, but we have three a year, and we hand them to each other on Christmas. It's literally like I've been making this Physical coupon card. book. It, yeah, it's a phys- I've been making a coupon book since I was about seven years old. It's the cutest thing, and I make her one every year. So she comes into the living room, which is also her couch area and TV. She lives in this townhouse, and she comes and she hands me this card, and yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, get off the couch and come to yoga with me." And
0: it looks
1: I said, no. She said, it's my card. I said, fuck. So I went upstairs and I got my shit and I huffed and puffed all the way to the yoga class. And now, meanwhile, I'm in this class with Yona was the instructor. I'll never forget her. She's was an ex-Russian ballerina from like the Russian ballet ballerina. So you guys all think I'm savage. No. <laughs> this woman was savage. Dude, don't fuck with the Russians. No uh-uh uh uh. -uh. so I'm in this class with you know about 40 people this is before like yoga was like about fitness and the cute little outfits right she's like a drill sergeant and they're all standing and gracefully doing things I'm falling over I'm knocking the people down next to me that's hard to imagine I can't hold this this plank thing which is basically a push-up in the up position and I'm shaking like a leaf. I'm ready to throw up. I've been in this past 15 minutes. I'm ready to die. And I can't do any of this. Right. I am mad as hell. Meanwhile, my mother is like standing there in tree pose, all elegant and I'm falling over. So I get home even more mad, but at least I'm mad about something tangible and real this time. Right. Right. In the real life world. And I Googled it. GTS, Googled that shit. And uh, yoga how to do yoga. And it, and they started popping up things like, you know, lessons and stuff like this. Even the internet was a lot different then. Yeah. And then something came up and said yoga teacher training. And I was like, Hmm, well, if I'm really going to learn something if I learned how, if I, if I learned how to do like to teach it, they would probably teach me also how to do it. So this is like a two for one
0: deal. Right. I was like, I'm going to do that. You didn't think and... you should run a business no with a brain like that no <laughs> it's a two for one deal this is better i can actually make money learning the thing that
1: i <laughs> wasn't even thinking that far i just wanted to like and it was like an immersion right and it said like it was like 30 days it said and i was like oh okay i'm going to i'm going to be gone for 30 days learning this and it happened to be like that following weekend and i was like sign me up so i signed myself up and I took whatever money I had left in my savings to pay for it. And off I went to this. 30 How day. much was a class for 30 days? It was 10 grand. It was 10 grand. And I went and I lived there and, you know, it was all vegan. And everybody was like, you know, like super ethereal. And I was, I was like living with a bunch of like actual fairies, like with the wings on their backs, like everybody had like this, like, idea about life it was all like glitter and sparkle and i'm going and you know they're going around the room how long have you been doing people have been doing it their whole lives they were brought up into it da, 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 da. and i'm like i took one class yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i did not fit here at all like literally <laughs> at all and i'll never forget the look <laughs> on, on my guru my my teacher's face at the time she just kind <laughs> of looked at me like Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, one
0: day she's never, gonna she's she's never gonna going to use this. She's never going to use it. She'll never do this again. So at the end of the 30 days, I was like, well,
1: now what? And they offered me um to come and stay with them at the ashram. And I was like, yeah, I'm sold. And
0: <laughs> what else I, do I have to
1: do? Yeah. What else do I have to do? And I went and I, I took my nervous breakdown with me and it just, started to slowly unwind and all the baggage and the bullshit I had been carrying around and all of this like who I was supposed to be yeah faded away and I realized that I could just be me. it was the best therapy ever seriously like I, I couldn't pay this to a therapist like it it's it just broke all of that um like imposter syndromes and all of these things that you hear flying around like you know, it's not like everybody in my generation got a trophy or certificate of participation. We were right. we were told things like, no, and you're wrong back then. and But we were also told who we were supposed to be. You know, you either were supposed to be a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, this or that. and And I didn't fit any of those. And none of them felt like they fit me. And the minute I realized that the only thing I had to fit was me, it, it was like ugh, the whole thing just cracked wide open. And I just, I, I'll never forget it. I, I sweat for like days it just poured out of me like all of this like crap that I had been lugging around for years trying to be somebody and I was yeah. already somebody the whole damn time and all I had yeah, to do you was were be that the Carla Richie exactly just like you are the Victoria Rocca just like you are the whoever you are like you are already the like the way you don't have to be anybody
0: I think that that is intrinsically attached to not having a lot of friends, not feeling accepted as a child because you were able to use that as almost like a superpower. It's okay for you to say, yeah, I'll move to Europe. Yeah. I'll go and take a 30 day class. Sure. I'll go to the ashram for six months because you don't have these ties at home waiting for you. I feel like people who have the same six best friends since age two, often almost it's a weight around their ankle of, well, I can't leave this small town because that's where my mom is. Well, I don't know anyone over there. I'm so dependent on my friends here, or I don't know how I'll make friends there. They don't take chances. They don't move around. They don't learn things or Mm -hmm. see other facets of the world. And so while it might've felt really shitty as a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old feeling like I don't fit in, how amazing is it to find out that it was because you were the ugly duckling? Yeah, and, and I think people like rage against me You guys are ducks, I'm a swan. Yeah, I think they rage
1: against me a little bit because I have that freedom too. And like I always say, I could live on a deserted island. Like I don't understand why Tom Hanks built the raft and left Wilson, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I would have stayed. Find Rita? I would have just <laughs> totally stayed.
0: <laughs> well, sad. Yeah. Well,
1: like I mean, if I had lost Wilson, maybe that would have been but he only lost Wilson because he got on the raft.
0: Yeah. Like like, they would have been fine on the
1: island. I would have been fine on the island. You got all the all you can eat crab. You've got
0: maybe I'll eat the
1: crab. Yeah. I I mean, what do you what do you what what are you going for? Like I would be totally fine alone. And most people can't be alone with themselves. So they have a lot of trouble being alone. And being in that ashram for six months, I spent a lot of time alone and by myself. Yeah. And it is just, you can
0: open it. It's quick.
1: Okay. It's, it's really, really difficult. Exactly. Know thyself. Tatwamasi. This I am. I am this that I am. And oh like sit down and look in a mirror. Like just look at yourself for 10 minutes. And, and just listen to what pops up. You know, a lot of people think that like meditation is about emptying your mind. It's not, it's about watching your mind. It's about observing your mind and taking the role of as the observer instead of the participator in your own thoughts. And it's really amazing when you actually observe what flies through your head and don't get attached to it because everything's coming for you. The negative, the positive, the confusion, the worry, other people's opinions like of you all of that is is what's the noise in your head like observe the whirlings and the fluctuations of the mind and when you learn how to observe it you boy it's a whole new planet for you that much i can absolutely promise because it's certainly not about being there like numb and silent and quiet right it's just It's about the peace that observing your thoughts can actually provide you with. And this understanding, you know, of looking from the outside in. So
0: having such a, I don't know, elevated understanding of how your brain works and kind of understanding when you look at someone else like, oh, she's unhealed or she has this issue and that's why she treats me this way or just kind of how we were saying, you know, I think that people envy a little bit that you are able to move around or that you have this greater understanding, almost, um, your own ethereal vibe now, right. Mm-hmm. Do How did you channel that back down to earth and say, okay, I'm going to focus really hard almost back on the rat race. Right. So like, I'm going to take this PMU thing that has been, I don't want it to be a business. Matter of fact, I'll yell at you. If you tell me that it should be, um, it's an art form. It's part of my, almost a meditation. How Mm -hmm. did you then change course and say, okay, right. So I am back in it. I am going to make it a business. I'm going to make it really profitable. And I'm going to be a contender in this. Cause that almost, that's almost the, like, um, Yeah, it's a complete
1: opposite, right? I should be walking around in Birkenstocks and floating through fields of grass, right? Um, I which I have, um, just not on my feet right now. I'm actually (laughs) in just socks. Um, okay. So how did that? You're in just socks. (laughs) I did. I took my shoes off. (laughs) I love it. Um, so actually, um, I was at a conference. The one I met Steve at, um, one of our mutual friends was having this conference and she called me up and said, would you like to speak at this conference? And I couldn't believe that somebody was calling me to speak at anything. And right. I was like, how did you even hear about me? I mean, Instagram was still like an infant back then. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I want to go. And I wanted to go because I-, I wanted to meet people again. I wanted to, yeah. to honestly, I wanted to see if I could to stay me Eat with the noise again does that make yeah. sense
0: yeah like okay i've healed over here and i'm doing these these great things and i'm i'm um euphoric in my thoughts and everything's rainbows and puppies but let me see if that stands up in the real world
1: yeah exactly yeah. and trust me it wasn't rainbows and puppies in my thoughts all the time but it was it would be like to use a a, a metaphor or analogy it's like i'm a raging alcoholic who's sober for 2 years can i go sit in a liquor store
0: oh, you just reminded me of something. And when we're done videoing, I want to bitch to you about it, but go on. Okay. So can, so I wanted to go see if I could go sit in the liquor store. So I went and sat in the liquor store, right?
1: And I'll never forget it. It was actually Steve. And we didn't know each other like we do now. And he came up to me and he said, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Everybody is going to know who you are. Huh? And I was like, this is exactly what I said it, you're talking about somebody else right like uh, me and he's like yeah you and i was like no nah. he's like did you did you see what you just did like what did you talk, talk about um i was doing um needleless injections back then oh, before the fda banned them and all that and i was but it was how i fielded the questions and how i handled the audience and how i interacted and, and pulled everybody in and like they were glued and it was, it it was great. And we had a really lovely interactive, um, presentation and he just was like, and you, and then I had to do a demo and I did a demo and I was tattooing and he's like, and you tattoo like that. He's like, you tattoo, first of all, like a maniac. He said, your work's incredible, but your hands must hurt. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what are you using? I was like, I don't know. Some F cup irons bullshit. I didn't even know what it was called. Right. FK irons for those of you who know, like, this was pre pen machines. I was using a Halo, like from a really reputable huge brand. Didn't even realize it, right? Yeah. Like this is how like pfft, it went, and um, yeah, it was it Steve, felt good to be back Steve in the real talking, world. Or was he just? No, atten- he was he was working. He was attending as a representative for my Microview at the time. He was working oh. for Microview and FK Irons, and he was representing them from like the machine <laughs> side.
0: The machine he repped
1: some bullshit.
0: He was yeah. like. It's one of the best on the market, actually. Yeah,
1: he's like Sweeney. Um, this. Yeah, that's not even not how you pronounce it. Like I even had the name wrong, right? Like I mean, yeah, like I don't know, F Cub Irons. I don't know. Like what? This. This is what I use. I don't know. This is what I was given. You know, it was one of those. That's why, like, I was doing these Facebook groups where like people don't know what they have, right? Or they don't know what they're using. Guys, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And everything in the beginning sounds really amazing. So, you know, for those of you who comment on Facebook pages like that and, and comments like that, where you like jump down that person's throat for not knowing that, remember that you were a beginner at one point too.
0: Right. And also that there's more that. than one way to do things. I ordered yeah. needles the other day from someone that I know in real life, and whoever fulfills their orders, like it didn't give me the drop down box to select a needle size. Mm -hmm. but there was a note section so I said I wanted a number 12 one round extra long taper right they emailed me and they were like hi we don't have 12s we have 0.30s and we have 0.35s I said a a number 12 is a 0.35 thing that's the one I want they're like okay great thanks I'll ship those out to you I was like perfect thanks perfect yeah gauge and diameter guys but I don't know I don't know who works in her warehouse I don't know if they actually to or not right exactly and I didn't always know that I mean until Taryn told me I didn't know that needles were numbered and gauged
1: I didn't know yeah so gauge is um the number and with the decimal point it's diameter yeah but yeah same language Different country.
0: Um my dad called me my mom named me Victoria. I fucking hate it, but same person. Yeah, exactly. Call Victoria. Fucking hate uh me.
1: so yeah, that's where it all started. And um so how did that I really... turn into a date? Oh it took me three days to convince him to go out on a date with me. Oh, you asked him. Oh yeah. Sweetie, I was throwing it so hard that I was <laughs> attracting dogs from ninety five counties. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was attracting the dogs. I was throwing it somewhere. Like, I, I so- mean,
1: seriously, if you like dog and heat, like they were howling in all of Texas. And this one went right over his head, completely missed it. I mean, people were literally so- taking off their clothing to show me themselves, like top up. Let's not keep it PG top up. Like, look at my abs. And I'm like, no, no, no. Wrong guy. That one. That one, that one, that one. Like it took me forever to get him to go out on a date with me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it was just on from there.
1: Yeah, it was online. Donkey he really Kong. Really encouraged but... you
0: to run it like a business.
1: No, he encouraged me to come out of my shell. And you know, he basically <laughs> said, like, if you don't show who you are, people are gonna fill in the blanks for yeah. you.
0: Yeah. And don't they? Would
1: would you, yeah and then would you prefer it to be your voice or someone else's because your work is going to start to speak very loudly yeah and you aren't going to be saying anything and yeah. you have a lot to say it comes from really well thought out um places you back your shit up with data you back your shit up with science like, say it loud and say it proud because if you're not going to say it, someone else is either going to take it or say it for you and maybe not say it the way you had intended. And it became this like ethical conversation inside my head. And I eventually said, okay, so if I'm going to reach for it and I fall flat on my ass, like, what's the worst case scenario? You yeah. lose everything. Okay, well, you've been there before. And you're okay with that, right? Yeah, you survived the it. Ashram. Yeah, go back to the ashram. Have another nervous breakdown. You'd be fine. Like, so that was it. I, I just, I don't know. I just grew a set and said, that's it. I'm just going to go for it. And it, the higher I reached, the more I realized that I could build that platform underneath me. And that platform also included people like you and people like Steve and my other friends in the world that, you know when Carla misses a step or Carla needs some help, there's somebody there to do that because Carla's also willing to do it in return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that that's really how it it did. And you know, listen, I have some business education and I have all this other stuff. So, you know, I, I can start to use all of these aspects. That really make me feel fulfilled. Now, I love to tattoo and I love my clients, but what really electrifies me, like what gets me excited is running things Yeah, and like putting the processes together and having that project and doing all the execution of the tasks. I'm very pragmatic and, and I love that. That's what like really bongs my gong. So I I took my talent and I turned it into something that I could turn into a project and that project became sculpted and the studios and the educational platforms and the pigment sets, which you can see sticking out behind me, like all of these projects started to unfold underneath it and I got to run this company again and use my managerial skills and my CEO type brain and I love it I absolutely love it so it it grew from humble places and it just took believing in myself and wanting my voice to not be someone else speaking for me yeah I wanted it to be me and I wanted it to come from my authenticity. Now, what people decide to turn that into or twist it around and blah, 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 yada, yada, that's, that's up to them, but you can always find the authentic answer with me too. If you're willing to at least just ask me before you listen to gossip and all the other mongerings out in the world, but I'll tell you straight up, all you got to do is ask.
0: I love that about you. So you came from corporate and you have a little bit of business education, a lot of bit of business experience, when you decided whether or not this was a viable business and this was a success or that success was within grasp, did you do that the business way, like by the numbers? Or was there another marker that you were like, oh, we're onto something?
1: You know, I think it kind of happens both ways, right? So like, I knew I was onto something just because we had an an authentic product, right? If you have something authentic, there's nothing you can't do with it right you just have to then apply the numbers and and the science right and everything has to have a foundation and a structure and a successful business can only get so big and scale so much just like conceptually in your brain you know if you're a one-person shop and you want a lot of clients and you want an education platform and things like that can you just kind of like let it go and do its thing more than likely probably and and see some success and like see some back trend and struggle a little bit but if you really want to scale you have to build your house on foundation that's not going to just fall down like you can't have an upside down triangle where like the scaling outweighs the the structure it's standing on, right? You can't put a pyramid upside down. So that becomes the numbers and the the boring stuff, I guess, of running a business. You know, what your profitability is, what your gross is, what your net is. You know, if you don't know where you're headed, like this is one of the things that happens a lot, like when you and I would coach business, right? Yeah. Like, do you know where you're going? And successful is not an actual answer. What does success look like to you? Exactly. Is is success, a hundred grand cash in your pocket a year, because a hundred grand for your business to make is a whole nother number. So like, what's your goal? They
0: never know their numbers.
1: No, they never know their numbers. You need never. to know your actual numbers. And then from there, you also need to know your exit. Right. I what think that a lot of people don't realize that. So what's like the
0: Carla exit plan,
1: the Carla exit plan. Um, I want to sell my studio and my company. That's my out.
0: Yeah. I want you to buy brow sister later.
1: Yeah. That's what I want. I want, I want somebody to come in and say this, I want this. Yeah. I I want the whole thing and take on more of like a managerial role and oversight role. Um, you know, where, you know, they still have me to like kind of captain the ship, but it's somebody else's day to day. And then eventually I can even back out of doing that. I'm 43 years old and I want to be done before 50.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, seven years. We've got seven years left to train with Carly, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to be done by 50. Doesn't mean that I won't have another piece of this someplace else. But yeah, I don't want to sit in the chair every day. Karen, I mean, I love my clients,
0: but Taryn Darling called it her second act. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost time for my second act, you know? Yeah.
1: I love my Taryn. She's amazing. She's she's absolutely amazing. She popped into my DMS. Um, I to say like maybe almost uh, close to a year ago, somewhere between nine months and 12 months ago, you know, and it was the first time, like I knew of her and we've seen each other in passing, but she popped into my DMS to ask me a question. And I I remember just like, like I've been following her since I was an infant in this industry, just in awe of who she is as as a person. And Right. And I was like, it would be like, you know, just the person that you admire, right. Just shows up in your DMS to ask you something. And I was like, oh my God, stopped everything that I was doing and answered. And of course she said, and your reputation precedes you. She's like, I can't believe you're actually answering me, but everybody told me you would. Yeah. So we were having a, a lovely conversation about some of the things that she wanted to do and that I had already done. And I was like, Oh my God, absolutely. Like this is this and this is this, and this is how we do it. We we just became, we, we talk every once in a while now. I mean, life keeps busy, but I was, I just, I remember that. I, like I just couldn't believe that that I'm still flabbergasted. I'm sweating. Like I get starstruck too. And yeah. that, was, that was, that was, that was a big moment for me. It really was.
0: It was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah so you get starstruck you were in the Rachel Zoe report okay you are you have been covered internationally you've been Mm -hmm. in BuzzFeed I mean Jesus Christ you've been on a bajillion magazine covers you get starstruck yeah Mm -hmm. okay how did Rachel Zoe report come to be because she doesn't really dabble in permanent beauty
1: they just called me one day the editor wanted to get something done and um I said yeah sure come on by come on by okay. she's like you know i really want to do this and this is what i'm, I'm hearing and like i think okay. they had sent me a, actually they sent me a list of questions to answer I and i read I re- uh yeah and i remember reading it going yeah. that's not what i said what where are you getting these questions so i literally say can can somebody call me here because it was all super wrong right like the prompted questions were super wrong and it was like they googled permanent makeup and picked like the 10 worst things that you could possibly say that like really didn't have any meat or cheese to them that really belonged in the industry permanent it's gone in two years exactly it's completely pain-free it's It's not not a a tattoo tattoo. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no, none of this is right. You can't ask me these questions because I can't answer them.
0: Right. And it's a I rem- trick question. Yeah,
1: exactly. This is false. and You're falsifying information to your readers. And I remember calling them and saying, like, this is trash. You can't ask me this. And the editor imagine, was like.
0: Imagine, listeners, <laughs> calling the Rachel Zoe report. And telling their lead editor, yes, I would love to be featured in your magazine. Also, you're trash.
1: Yeah. Also, these questions are absolute trash. And but how about I'd show you why? And we formulate better questions so that way even if you don't ask me to answer these questions anymore because you've had it with me, at least the next person that you ask will be giving your readers real actual information instead of more dribble on the internet. So, um, yeah, that's how that happened. And then she was like, oh my God, can I come and get it done? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. She's like, I I don't know how to trust anybody else. She's like, you're absolutely right. This is all I see on the internet. And it's literally just copy, paste, copy, paste. You know, it's like, if you Google the difference between inorganic and organic ink, you're going to get this paragraph that talks about like vegetables and fruit and like rocks and shit. Like I've literally seen prominent figures in this industry take that paragraph and cut and paste it into their blogs cut and paste it into their uh, training materials like just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's real so (laughs) i
0: answered someone in a, a facebook forum the other day about carbons um versus organics and i was mostly right but you commented under it and gave like a very long expanded addendum to that and I was like you know what she sent me actually all of this information I need to read it so I went to download it and it has timed out <laughs> it has timed out it's been I over. Prob- it's it's I'm gonna send you this Dropbox link again and I what won't, you're gonna do is I'm gonna download, I'm gonna download it. it immediately, immediately. I will
1: and then you can read it next year but <laughs> so- just download it I'm just gonna email it to you <laughs> it just it's, I, I want to give you the real file with like all this stuff, so it's too big for an email. But it, yeah. if I have to give you the abridged version, just because you have it, I will. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna come and mail you. I'm gonna mail you a jump drive.
0: I felt like I got <laughs> spanked. I was like, oh, she. Not only is she saying like there's more to it than just what you've said, but she gave me this information. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you guys, anyone listening, I paid for the color theory class. I simply got the date wrong. And she was like, don't worry. I'll still send you the information. And then <laughs> what an idiot.
1: So- well, Carla, you know, we uh, all do it. We all do it. And, do. you know, it. it's that's what friends are really for. Right. God bless. It is so it is so easy to be someone's friend when it's all. Happy go lucky bullshit. Like, it's
0: good to see you. Like, how many times have you seen that?
1: How have you been? Um, It is a lot different to show up when it is something somebody needs that might be slightly inconvenient for you. Or they're having a bad day. Open the
0: PR box, but it's a lot harder to send one.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. I had a company just recently reach out to me. And they wanted to send me a big PR box about, all, you know, all their, their needles and the supply, the, the beautiful new supply company. Right. And, um, they wanted to send me all of their stuff. And I was like, and my literal response was, that's really nice of you, but I don't need more stuff. Yeah. How about you take that whole PR box that you were going to send me and we do, um, you do a giveaway." And you call it sponsored by Sculpted. And we actually give it to somebody who is new, who might need it, who may not have the the value of that box to purchase. And And to call it sponsored
0: by Sculpted is to put your your stamp on it. So that's really lending a name. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it does a lot
1: more than me just opening up a pretty box full of stuff and saying, thank you. I would much rather change someone's life. So you guys, Carla is sponsoring a giveaway for browsers. <laughs> yes. Anytime you want. Any, anytime you want. And of course they called me up immediately Yeah. and said, okay, that's never happened before. Yeah. And who are you? And how do we work with you? Uh on a much better. Who are scale, you? You wanted to send me a PR box. Who am I? <laughs> who are you? They meant it more like um like mentally, like yeah, yeah, what yeah. what planet do you live on? Right? Like who doesn't accept a free box of stuff? I'm like, like a closet's full of, of needles
0: and, and like we're good. I don't I don't need another one. Word on the street is Victoria needs some 1201 <laughs> round liner extra long tapers.
1: I think we have a responsibility when we achieve success to make sure that the path is there for others to achieve it.
0: I agree. There's this one um, graphic that I think back to all the time. And next time I see it in my camera roll, I'll send it to you. And it's of a lady on a cliff and she's extending her hand down to help the lady, like another lady. Mm -hmm. And in the previous, then they show you like what she had done. That lady who's down there who she's helping up had hoisted her up there. Right, so like you help me up here, then I turn around and pull you up with. Pull me. you up, exactly. And I that that's just I. If I were going to name them, I would put you yes. as the lady reaching her hand down. I would mm-hmm. call her Carla. And rising that tides, overwhelming that was overwhelmingly the vibe of what people said. Mm-hmm. Put your mask on before you help others. Mm-hmm. Kind, giving, always answers her DMs always makes time. How does she have so much time? (laughs) Which honestly, I I have also wondered, I have also wondered how you are present in three different households, how you mom, how you educate, how you answer every student, every client, every Facebook forum, every time you're tagged voice note, every single message. Like when do you sleep?
1: I sleep like Winston Churchill. Where does that? So, well, a lot of people think there's one pattern of sleep, right? You go to bed, you sleep for six or eight, six to eight hours a night, and then you get up, right? And then you do your whole day, and then that repeats, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's like eight or nine actual patterns to sleeping.
0: Yeah. What's your sleeping pattern?
1: I sleep for like four, then I'm up for like six, then I sleep for like one, then I'm up for like eight, then I sleep for like three, then I. I'm up for like 12, then I sleep for like one, yeah, I sleep. I think I
0: sleep like Winston Churchill. I do that.
1: I I sleep very um, sporadically. And then I go on vacation once a year around my birthday. And we have one rule uh, that I'm not allowed to use my phone, but I have 48 hours to to turn it down, right? And start to turn it off. And then it goes in the safe and I don't know the code to it. Yeah, it goes and it gets locked game. up. What
0: a game!
1: Yeah, it's great. You can do but, that when you're
0: already the to top.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And then, um, when I wind it down, that first like two days, I'm unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like I sleep for like just 24 off. hours. Yeah, I sleep for like 24 hours and recoup. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how I sleep.
0: Where does so, Carlo Ricciardon vacation?
1: Um, quiet off the beaten path kind of places um random islands like off the coast of Colombia it was the last one um mountain house in Sedona somewhere like bad wi-fi signal <laughs> are you coming to Bali with us absolutely next August I would love to I would absolutely love to but that's that's how I kind of take my my time again I love that yeah. Because if I, if there's Wi Fi around and my, and I'm in arm's reach, I'm pulled because I, I, I truly want workaholic? to help. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And I got no problems with that.
0: No, because and, it's where you, you feel fulfilled. It's your joy. Yeah.
1: I just, I think the word aholic gives it negative connotation. Right. I am a work activist.
0: Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a work activist. Speaking of, I know that you have work to do today. And so do I. So I don't want to keep you here, but I have one more burning question for you. And I debated whether or not I should ask you because it's a little bit what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) I was speaking with someone else um, and this was a private conversation. It wasn't on the podcast. So I'm not going to say who it was, but it doesn't matter. And she was basically saying, um, That she's very careful what she lends her name to or where she physically shows up because she is at a point in her career where a lot of times she feels a little used. Um, And the the phrase she used was, I don't want to be your content cow. So I don't want to show up to your live event so that you can throw a camera in my face and then use that for the next six months to make money off of my image. And I understand that I am doing that a little bit with you right now. I asked you because I want to reach your audience. I asked you on and I want to show you to my audience and have them get to know Carla Ricciardone. Now, of course it's symbiotic because I'm going to put all your links to Sculpted, your classes, your pigments, all the rest. But
1: mutually parasitic, we call
0: that. Right. But do you ever feel that way when you're invited to speak places or when oh, you're yeah. invited to do collabs do you ever feel like a content cow how do you trust people
1: Oh well there's the first I wasn't
0: one. vetted you just okay. embraced me <laughs> You were like uh, yes, you're my tiny best friend Yes uh, we're probably the same
1: height we're both tiny Um okay so there, this is That's a true. twofold this is a twofold Um I have this like Superpower, not to sound like an arrogant asshole, but um I love this about myself. You put me within arm's reach of someone, I can feel their energy. I know exactly who they are. Lifelong, lifelong, lifelong. Like it it has creeped people out my whole life. Like at one point, my parent, my mother actually took me to the priest. She was worried that like like I could feel people's juju and like yeah it was yeah exactly. I mean they were super religious until they got a divorce in the eighties when then the priest and the nuns told yep. my parents it no longer existed in the eyes of God because divorce <laughs> was a bad thing. Yeah. Um but I don't know, I just know and I don't know how else to explain it, but like if you give me the creeps, like there's a reason. And yeah. if you don't give me those creeps, like I can feel people's sadness. I I can feel people's, it's empty, it, right? It's, I'm very em- empathetic.
0: Yeah, so, empath. it,
1: it, but it, yeah, exactly. And you have to protect that energy and stuff like that. But when it came, when with you, like I knew instantly exactly who you were. You. Like you didn't even have to, open, you didn't have to, you didn't have to even tell me, right? Like you're, I knew you were amazing people. I knew you said what you meant and you meant what you said. Every time. I knew that you didn't bite your tongue. I knew that you were outgoing and social. I knew that you could be loud when you needed to be and really quiet. And you were a listener and that you would wait patiently for people to respond. And I just knew you were good people. So I wanted to be around that energy and I gravitated towards that. And I would have forced you to be my friend, whether you wanted, to, wanted it or not, because I actually just enjoy it. Um, so there's that piece of that, right? Like I can tell when people are good and when people are not, and I can tell when people are just, just no. And like, you give me like bad juju and I don't want anything to do with it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: I do think there's a lot of use in the industry that does not get reciprocated and using words like exposure and, Follower gain and things like that. I almost want to chuckle because you're selling my image and you are selling my intellectual property to the people that you're exposing me to, but they're coming because you sold me. So like, they already know, like, well, what am I going to get three Instagram followers? Oh, well, you know, they're going to sign up for your classes and they're going to do this and you're going to get it. They're already signing up for Michael. They're coming because I'm here. Yeah. So <laughs> they're gonna They already know who I am and they're already going to come. Now there's that spot between getting started and launching your pad, right? That place that's really beneficial for you. Right. So, like, maybe you're just starting to educate and you have the credentials to do so. And you, you know, are trying to get that out there and things like that. And you live in that middle space.
0: But then yeah, there's but in that, that middle space. You're not the headliner. Right. Exactly. You are.
1: But when you are the headliner or you're being pulled in because they know that by having you, it's going to boost those ticket sales and do those things, um, there should be some compensation that goes the other way.
0: Right. 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 Because then like, let's say you're Drake, you're the headliner. Right. And I'm, I don't know, somebody who's just coming up whose name we don't even know yet. Um, And we are on the same billing. I owe you. Because the crowd is here because you are here. Right. right. I got it. So,
1: I'm right. So now you've got these conferences that are, you know, selling these tickets and making money off of you and making money off of your billing. And yeah, there's that whole tier down here that and it's not down. I don't mean to make that lower, but there's that whole, I'm, I'm, I'm an, I'm an up and coming and I deserve to be here, but there's the people that they're using to sell the tickets because this tier is not going to do that. Right. This one is. So you better pay me to speak. You better pay me to show up. I am losing the time in my office and the things, and I'm giving away my intellectual property. This is all stuff that and they can sell. sell. Right. And continue to sell in perpetuity, right? Because yeah. if you read your contracts, they own the content and etc. the videos, oh. the replays, and I... there's no
0: royalties for any of that. So, you know, I heard about but... you in a contract. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard about you in a contract. I was chatting, um, having dinner with Jasmine, a who
1: I'm
0: absolutely obsessed with now. She's amazing. And she said, somebody had sent her an email, basically telling her what she could or couldn't do. And she happened to be with you at the time. She's panicking. And you said, pull up that contract right now. And you Mm -hmm. lost i item the contract and emailed them back and told them where to go. And I was like, won't she do it? Carla is friend to all. Carla is everywhere. Don't fuck with her business. That's where they get ruthless from because you hold no punches back. Mm -hmm. I love
1: that. And they were completely wrong. And they were doing it out of jealousy. retaliatory. Yeah. And it was, it was just a really disgusting display of non-professionalism. And yeah, no, I wasn't going to let that stand. And oh,
0: there's so much of that in this industry, mm-hmm. retaliatory behavior, predatory behavior is mm-hmm. out of control. In another industry, I literally had somebody sanctioned.
1: just, oh yeah, I literally just had somebody take my color theory class. Like it's still going actually on. They have like another like eight or nine days and it happened twice from the same group. One took it and turned it all into French and changed my squares into circles and is selling it online for $150, you you haven't even graduated the program. And you literally just said to me in class and asked me a question, so if red and yellow are primary colors, when we mix it with black, we get a secondary color, right? What? Meanwhile, you're selling the bastardized copy of my work Oh, by the way, it's patented sweetheart. Yeah, you can't do that. And I had somebody else do it and then go live at a conference. They took all my 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 actual color theory guy, which you have, right? And they cut the top off and the bottom the off. So they they cut off like my my logos and shit. Not only did they teach it at a conference, but they streamed it live. To who? Mm-hmm. Whoever was watching, like whatever. I found it on Facebook. I was watching it live on
0: Facebook. I'm watching this person. You are present. watching your own shit be live streamed. Mm-hmm. What did you say? What did you do? Who do you call? Everybody. Yeah. Literally Hell no everybody.
1: Fury. Hell hath no fury. I literally called everybody. I was like, I called the conference. I called the conference coordinators. I called, I called the called, cops. <laughs> yeah. I, I called the the sponsors for the conference. Oh, I called everybody. And yeah. that's where burning no bridge helps you out. Right. I may be sure. ruthless and I may be savage, but I'm tying it to something. I'm not just, I am not using my, my preference and my opinion and parading it as fact. Right. Right. It, it's backed and it's anchored and people, no, can as a matter of fact, respond. Your to
0: famous quote is that PMU is art founded in science. Mm-hmm. You're always. Founded in science. Something. Always. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so is your business, right? It's, it's, it's your art founded in that that's the fact of the science of running a business and as long as you can anchor it to tangible real things and it's not just like it'll work right exactly you know I've had people write
0: fake reviews all over my google yeah I've seen it
1: and not be smart enough to not tie that to their own actual business (laughs) I've had people send me glitter bombs to my office and not realize that the zip codes are traceable. Ah. I've had people bought my um, like Google ads and not realize that IP addresses are traceable. Right, right. Like, mm -hmm. come for me, please. Have at it.
0: Just Don't be smart interrupt enough your to cover- enemies while they're destroying mm-hmm. themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Have at um,
0: it. So many gems
1: from this conversation. Yeah. Like you can be a wonderful, successful person, and you can be a good person. Yeah, like that's it. Just be a good person. Two things because- can be true at one time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The success will come. It's not going to come overnight. It didn't come overnight for me. This is year eight, give or take. Yeah. My first 3 years I barely made profit. Like just be authentic and be yourself and don't use your opinion to try and take anybody down because that's not going to do you any good. Right. And like who cares? Just be you. Just be yourself. Like you don't need to you don't need to interrupt anybody else's happiness to be successful. Yeah. There is nothing uglier than trying to knock someone down who's in front of you so you can step on, over them and on them. There is That's nothing uglier than that.
0: That's one thing. You have made it very, very far in your career, but I've yet to find anyone that you stomped on to do it. Mm-hmm. And I read a lot about you. you yeah. <laughs> Nobody. It's not necessary. I would much rather reach out to that person
1: and maybe do something with them. Yeah. Uh, jasmine debilius amanda Rachna, uh natasha beauty dreams these are some of my biggest competitors right right as far as students go uh or as far as a uh, well, carla jasmine Taren.
0: sandwich is what i want to be oh, the okay. meat in between i want yeah, baloney
1: all day let's yeah. do it uh taryn darling you know some of the ogs you know the ladies over at the spcp uh you know, everyone over at the AAM. like there's these are people that so what do I do? Come on, guys, collaborate. let's collaborate. Right? I don't need to say what you do is wrong. Tess Marty, test tattoo, like yeah. There these are people that most people would be trying to, I don't know, knock off their pedestal to replace, right? Yeah. I want to replace them. They bring beautiful benefit to the industry in their own words and in their own way and in their own talent and in their own right. So do I. So imagine what that looks like together. That's explosive. I don't need to blow it up. I want to blow up with you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get there's community over competition and all that blah, blah, blah. Shay, you know, and the whole group, but that's not the, almost the right sentence, right? It's collaboration over competition because community says something a little, community is almost a weak, like a weaker link. Like, I don't need to be your, your biffy. We don't need to have a conversation every five days. And like, I know about your whole life and this and that, and the other thing, but I do know that we both get to a really great place and we both do it our unique way so instead of trying to split the donkey like how about we hee-haw together all the way down the path
0: (laughs) i can't wait to hee-haw with you carla (laughs) hee-haw all right my friend um where can people find you where can they collaborate with you
1: uh Instagram's the easiest sculpted studios That's me. Um, They can also find all the studio pages. So Sculpted Studios New York, Sculpted Studios Miami, Sculpted Studios Phoenix. Um, I'm always around. You can find more information at SculptedStudios.com on the classes and the things we do here at the studio. But yeah, you want to have a conversation with me. Instagram is my easiest. I am a Facebook um, infant like yeah. I, I can barely find where my Facebook messenger is half of the time so if you Facebook message me chances are it's gonna go into a void I may not find I don't even know how to, to like really do that well so Instagram's always the easiest and
0: uh yeah reach me anytime Give a very 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 special and heartfelt Thank you to Carla Ricciardone for joining us on the Glam Life Podcast. I also want to thank her even more for being so generous and donating an entire in-person seat to her Ultimate Lips class to one lucky attendee of the okay. Christmas conference happening December 15th. Uh, if you don't have your ticket for that yet, note two things. One, it is free. Two, you are automatically entered to win a class with Carla Ricciardone and her Sculpted Studios class, the Ultimate Lips Course. Um, So run and grab that now. And and head on over to shopbrowsister.com to support the site that supports this podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye.